You'll intro, Kyle. It's Saturday night. This time, I, Sam and I are live, 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 live. Well, we're all live, but we're live. We're about to do a ghost hunt tonight, so we're live on location. So we still got a real fun show for everybody tonight. We've got uh, Stumbling Jedi. I mean, it show's complete, but we've got uh, some comic reviews. We've got our worst title, our worst comic of the week, our best cover of the week. We've got news, we've got anime, we've got not issue segment because he's not here. So kick back, hang out, let's get the intro going and let's rock this show. There's bugs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can you guys see well, the yeah. rainbow out here? Double rainbow. rainbow. What does it mean? So like, a, we are at where are we, Sam? We're at the Bullion Plaza in Miami, Arizona. Uh, Miami is a mining town, and uh, it's in the eastern part of Arizona and uh, up in the mountains a little bit. So we we do have a little bit of a poor signal, but. We're here because we're doing a paranormal investigation with AZ Ghost Hunters, um, a local paranormal investigation crew for our other podcast, Thresholds of Reality. Uh, we're going to be here trying to make contact with the ghost. My daughter, she, when she heard about I was coming here, she goes, you're looking for ghosts? Are you trying to <laughs> talk to them? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So that's the whole idea of why we're here. Um, it's beautiful location right now because the clouds and everything has been raining a lot recently. Uh, so we're, it's nice and cool. Um, show you guys a little bit of the exterior of the building here. Um, kind of looks like the courthouse from Back to the Future. So you can save the clock tower. Uh, that's the clock tower. So I've got we're we're a little bit different location. My K two meter's already going off. Kyle's got his K two meter. He's picking wow, up that's the uh, highly active. So we've we've got some active stuff going on right here. Wait, what exactly so is a K two meter? Time, it's, it, it detects electromagnetic fields. So what it's picking up right now is the uh, my cell phone signal. Okay. My cell phone. It's, still, it's a stud it's, finder, and it's going off because Kyle's right there. And stumbling <laughs> Jedi's in the other screen. So, like, if you get... It's picking up. So, and then I got my my voice recorder so that when we talk to spirits, we can try to ca capture something. And I know Sam's going to go help out. That's probably why we had to be here at five, because we were probably supposed to help out and set up. But Yeah. Whoops. We didn't know that until we got here. <laughs> so, so what we wanted to do was give you guys just a little sneak peek so you can check out Thresholds of Reality, check out what we got going on there. But uh, I'm hopefully we can get through my anime stuff and then I can go help set up and then you guys can finish off the rest of the show. And if he gets done in time, you can hop back on. Yeah. And his buddy Brian's out here and he's wearing a kilt. <laughs> you know, I don't make his fashion choices for him. He's, he's a man that marches to the beat of his own drummer. He marches to the beat of his own kilt. I was so. thinking about you guys today, and Aww. I was looking around. Yeah, dude. I was looking around uh, Barnes & Noble looking for some like supernatural books, and uh, what popped in my head was the movie White Noise with Michael Keaton. I'm sure you guys have seen that. Yeah. 
I immediately like thought of that movie. I was like, oh man, that's those guys right now. It's going to be more like Ghost, and Kyle's going to be sitting there, and then Sam's <laughs> yeah. going to just creep up behind him, and, and Kyle's going to And we're going to make some beautiful out. pottery love together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to look like penises. <laughs> that's uh, a pottery, Kyle. It is for me. <laughs> there Make are a lot one. of bugs out here, though. Kyle was right about the bugs. So, yep. So, let's, if you want, let's get started on anime. That's just Kyle practicing his kung fu to ward off the spirits that are going to follow him home. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to start with anime. Yep. All right, so we have two One Punch Man stories to cover this week. So One Punch Man Season 3 is finally in production. It's been something like five years since Season 2. They're going to continue the Monster Association Garo arc in Season 3. And that's what the key visual is all about, is you, you have Saitama on the left, you have Monsterized Garo on the right. And hopefully they give us enough episodes to kind of at least get halfway through the remainder of that arc. Um, and they don't keep us waiting a whole lot longer for the, the, finale, uh, the finale of that arc. Um, they just started production or they just announced production. I'm sure they, they've already been in production. There's no statement as to which studio is going to be doing the animation. Um, it was with JC Studio the first season and then um, the second season it moved somewhere else. And they didn't do as good a job as the first season. First season animation was game changing. Second season was a bit of a mess by comparison. So I, I think the reason why it's taken so long is to find a studio that has the capacity to deliver the animation quality of the first season um, without getting overwhelmed and having us wait forever to get a season four because there's going to be a lot more seasons of One Punch Man. Kind of like this show. Yeah. Uh, In other One Punch Man news, they just wrapped up the Garo Monster Association arc. Uh, So now uh, before they jump into the next story arc, in One Punch Man. For those of you who follow the webcomic, you already know what it's going to be uh, or have an inkling of what it's going to be. There have been some changes, but um, it's either going to be the Neo Heroes or the the Ninjas or the Cyborgs. They have a lot to choose from. Right now, I'm uh, in- <laughs> that was good timing on Kyle's part. <laughs> and... Uh, so anyway, if we want to move to the, the next slide, um, this is um, the, the artist for One Punch Man. Um, this is his Twitter account, and he says, it's a new series from the next time, and what he's referring to is a new story arc from, from the next chapter. Uh, but I, I'm going to take a break for about a month from now, we will notify you as soon as the scheduled publication date of the new episode, meaning chapter, is decided. So we've got about a month hiatus for One Punch Man. They usually come out about once every two weeks or every 10 days. So you get maybe two or three chapters a month. And so the next month, we're not going to get any chapters. Uh, and hopefully they come back sooner. You know, it doesn't become extended beyond a month. But um Looking, look for more One Punch Man in October uh, or late September. Uh, the next next bit of news, uh, we're going to be covering two Dragon Ball Super uh, bits. So Dragon Ball Super Superhero came out in theaters on Thursday night. Uh, it's st- it's going to be in theaters as long as it's profitable. They're, they're not doing a limited run. They're doing just a regular run. You can get it uh, subtitled or dubbed. Uh, I went and saw it with my sons dubbed. Uh, they they have all the same voice actors who've been doing the Dragon Ball dub since forever, all the voices you're familiar with. Um, 
now this story of Dragon Ball Super Superhero is very different from any other Dragon Ball movie that are generally Goku and Vegeta centric. This one is Piccolo and Gohan centric, but emphasis more on uh, Gohan's family in total, not just Gohan. Um, Fighting at Thanksgiving? uh, uh, Kind of. There's actually, there's not a Thanksgiving scene, but there might as well be. There's, there's a lot of kind of family drama. You get to see what kind of a dad Gohan is. Um, What's that? Bet she's a dick. He's just kind of absentee, like Goku was. Um, and Piccolo, like father. yeah, Piccolo is—he's like the um, uh, the Yondu Udanta of of the Dragon Ball family. You know, Goku's his father, but Piccolo's his daddy. And <laughs> um, you know, Piccolo raised him, trained him after Goku died in Dragon Ball Z, and. And so it really explores kind of the evolution of that relationship over the last few years. You know, it's been probably 15 years in story since those early events or since the end of Dragon Ball Z, maybe. Um, And so you get to see kind of the evolution of that relationship. And it's really a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed the movie. It's done in a different animation style. They kind of do some 3D CG animation, but... um, they, they try to keep it cell shaded so it still looks somewhat 2D. There are some little nitpicky details that I didn't enjoy. Like if a character was really far off in the distance, um, their animation looked a little weird. I'm going to try and keep the sun out of the camera. Um, but otherwise, the story was fun. Uh, there's a lot of surprises. Um, it's not just black and white. There's some, as far as like the good and evil stuff, There's there's some different character motivations uh, and people surprise you with some choices that they make. And I think overall it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm not going to say it's, you know, Oscar worthy material, but uh, I would give it a three out of five stars. So it's definitely worth checking out uh, paying for to see at least once in the theaters. And if you're a real big dragon ball fan, you probably see it two or three times and really enjoy it. I enjoyed it for the most part, but there, like you said, there were some animation set parts that kind of got on my nerves. Like especially when Broly's walking across the screen, it looks very jittery. Yeah, and then like the shading, it seemed like Goku they like overshaded Goku and Vegeta, yeah. almost to where it's like washing them out. But otherwise, I mean, I felt like the story was a little bit rushed too. They were trying to get to the big bad at the end, and they rushed right to it. But otherwise, it was it was a fun time. It was a good Dragon Ball movie. Yeah. I don't want to spoil too much, but there's yeah. some transformations to check out. Uh, new ones that haven't been revealed in the either the manga or, or the anime, and they don't have names, really. There was one that they gave a name. is kind of ridiculous, but another one that didn't get a name in the story. So um, those are some fun things to look forward to. You know, Dragon Ball fans always look for new transformations. Um, so check it out. I'd say it's worth, it's worth looking at least once. Um, and in Dragon Ball Super Manga news, they revealed this week a new transformation for Frieza. Frieza is back in the story, and they introduced Frieza Black or Black Frieza. Um, they just finished up a story arc, and I guess they're teasing the next one, with which is this battle against Black Frieza. So, for those of you who are not familiar, Frieza was resurrected using the Dragon Balls. Um, so that they could fight in the tournament of power. And um, he took on another transformation of gold Frieza. And then in the latest chapter, he reveals that he's got a new transformation. And I'll let you guys read that. You can read it for free on viz.com. You can also read it on um, Manga Plus, um, the Manga Plus app, and see how it is that Frieza unlocked this new transformation. So, uh, Stumbling Jedi, on your recommendation, picked up Chainsaw Man. Oh, how'd it go? I really enjoy it. I'm about halfway through with the uh, with the first volume. I've been trying to read as much as I can this last week, but this is really good. And actually, it's harder to find than I thought it was going to be. A lot of the places are sold out of the first and second volumes. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, you can read it digitally on viz.com. They have... 
for two dollars a month you can unlock the the back issue chapters um, but you can see the first three and the last the latest three chapters for free uh, on viz.com and then to get all the rest of the chapters you you, you can pay two dollars a month or you can go pick up the the hard copies um, but it is it gets wild after the first volume it just gets more and more wild and uh, it's a great story. I mean, the guy just, he can't catch a break in this first volume. It's like, I know exactly how you feel, man. Been there Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad the, you like it. Yeah, yeah it's man. one of my favorites. Is that the link that you sent me, Kyle? Was the the one wa that Sam was just talking about? Yes. I was afraid that might be like a dick video, so I didn't open it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was being, yeah, I, I was dick video, but. There wouldn't have been Send much them my way. I said the Send them way. my way. You heard that, everybody. <laughs> Instagram loves dick pics. Yes. <laughs> uh, All is, right. There, is there some kind of holiday in Japan that's going on next month? Because I know Dragon Ball is taking a month off, too. Uh, no, they had... They did have a holiday last week. <clears throat> Um, Dragon Ball, it might just be the authors are coming to, they just finished an arc. So they, the publisher is trying to take better care of its artists because it hasn't done that very well in the past and artists are getting sick and, and having to take off time for recuperation. Um, so they're probably just giving them a break at the end of the arc to let them kind of catch their breath before they jump into another one. All right. Well, we'll bid adieu to Sam as he goes to set up cameras for his ghost hunt. See you later, everybody. Good luck, man. Appreciate it. And then there were three. Trace. It's all right. We all so know that the only thing your camera is going to catch is you creeping behind Sam and trying to scare him. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna poke him in the taint. <laughs> And how big is that group? Uh, how big is that group of? You said it's the Arizona Ghost Hunters, is that right? There's a. I'm not sure. There's one. There's a. There's a number. I haven't seen. Like most people just walked inside. Cause I yeah. Can't there. There's about ten cars here. It's probably a decent little group of people. Nice little turnout. Hmm. A bunch of you hear that. And there's Sam. Hi, Sam. Hmm. You know he's gonna get put to work. Sam's back. I call him the machine. Because he's on thresholds. He's, he works like a machine to help get that show put together. Guess, you know, like we had our moon landing skeptic on yesterday. That guy was awesome. And what did he say? Six years to the world ends, right? Seven. Seven years. 20, 2029. You never so, know. You guys enjoy these next few years before that rogue planet fucking comes and hits us. So I'm totally going to quit my job and spend my life savings for the next seven years. And when it doesn't happen, I'm suing the shit out of that guy. Do it. That's he awesome. seems pretty intelligent, man. I'm, I'm kind of proud of you, Matt. You got seven years of savings. Right. Suing the, <laughs> suing the shit out of that guy. I'm going to max out all my credit cards. And then when it doesn't happen, I'm going to sue the shit out of him to pay my debt. Do it. So it was, it was, uh, so let's get into some news. All right. Some news. What's the news? Our first story tonight is Top Gun Maverick finally dethrones Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. Top Gun has successfully shot down a major Marvel Cinematic Universe bogey in Avengers Infinity War, thereby um, making itself a prominent box office record. The 2018 MCU epic has officially been overtaken by the former, making a major accomplishment. While the exact number are not available at press time, Maverick was recorded last week 
with 677.5 million against Infinity Wars, 678.8 million. Did it do it? Did Top Gun get to it quicker than Infinity War did? Uh, I'm not sure about the the pace of it, but I mean, Top Gun is still just blowing through everything. I still see people talking about going to the movies to see it. Yeah, man, they've got like ten show times at the AMC's uh, where I'm at right now. Still, every day. And usually by now, you got it's either the early show or the late show that you're catching. Exactly. Or you're watching it in like the shady dollar theater, <laughs> down you know, in like the the bowels of your city. Those are the best. Yeah, man. But Jedi uh, stumbling has an interesting uh, theory about this movie. Yeah, so after I went and watched Top Gun, I said something to one of my buddies, and one of my buddies, he's like way out there, and he he hadn't even seen the movie yet, but he had heard this, and he passed it on to me, is that at the beginning, Maverick dies, his ship blows up, like when you know when he like lands in that diner, he didn't really land in that diner, he's dead, and the entire movie is a DMT trip, and he's like apologizing, he's like making his life. He's righting the wrongs in his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with Goose's son and, you know, with the girl and his whole life. You know? that You never know, man. He's out there, so. I'm about to switch to my car. It's a possibility. Get eaten alive by mosquitoes. That's some uh, um, simulation type shit right there. Exactly. He, how, how would he have survived? You know, when it, what did he hit? Like Mach 10 or something? Or he cranked it up over that? Yeah. How do you survive? How do you survive a crash? And then another crash at the end? Like, Parachutes. I don't know. <laughs> so it's it's really him on his deathbed. Yeah, man. He's going from like he's going from like his conscious is going from here to the next level, and he's got to right his wrongs. That's an interesting take on it. That makes me uh, want to now. It's too dead. You're dead, man. You're dead. <laughs> I don't know, man. It ruins the movie. What? You, you never know. It ruins Maverick's triumphant finish at the movie. <laughs> I don't, it really doesn't. I don't know. It, it's a cool theory, but. Yeah, I don't know. Some somewhere, someone's like, "That's not gonna make sense." <laughs> exactly. Let me have my theory. Damn it. <laughs> Hartman says that Tom Cruise wouldn't play a dead person. He's too alive. <laughs> I'm gonna find Tom tonight. There you go. I'm gonna talk to him. Just, just stand in the room and go talk to me, Goose. And see what talk. happens. <laughs> talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. See if you can channel well, I, Olivia Newton-John tonight. I was going to try Kirk Cobain. Oh, that's a good one, too. It's just going to be <laughs> Sam whispering in your ear, I've got chills, and they're multiplying. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I see dead people. I think you're going to get something on your recorder, man. I really hope. It'll be a fart, and I'll be like, what was that? Ah! <laughs> The first time, I think I've told this story before, but the, you know, I always talk about the ghost that's in my uh, bathroom. So the first time I tried to be sneaky, I put my voice recorder there, but then I forgot and I took a leak. So when I was going, I was showing all these people. I was I'm like, hey, I, I, I set my recorder in there for a while. Let's go over and see what it is and see it there. And all of a sudden you hear me taking a leak. <laughs> They're like, what's that? They're like, are you going to the bathroom? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Somebody <laughs> pissed. Yes. Hartman says, smells like my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we got next? Uh, uh, coming up next, we got DC has unveiled the first look at Doombreaker, a massively powerful new enemy with ties to Doomsday. That Superman and his son Jonathan Kent will have to face in the death of Superman 30th anniversary special number one. The synopsis for the story reads: A young Jonathan Kent finds out in school that his dad had died years earlier, as his parents never told him about that f- fateful day. In the midst of dealing with this emotional news, John and Clark must team up 
to fight a new villain connected to Doomsday called the Doom Breaker. Interesting. It's just a massive forearm juggernaut who's wearing Hulk pants. Elastic like Man, his best friend. Yeah. His, his new lover. He took on a lover. I like it. It just sounds like uh, DC trying to make more shit to throw at a wall to try and sell some comics because they're floundering. But yeah, it's just like Eric Williams just said, back to the well. Scraping it, that, that, scraping that well. And next, Hartman says that's very that's very confusing to a person who doesn't do DC. Probably. I've but. Been- yeah, it's just it's just them trying to up the ante on Superman and Superman's big bad. So, who knows? Hopefully, it uh allows DC to sell some books and do something. But well, sell at least one because no, never mind. I'm just gonna read it online. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, next up, teammate, teenage mutant ninja turtle co-creator, um. Kevin Eastman explains his problems with the second live action movie. In an interview with CBR, Eastman talked about his love for the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film uh, from the 90s and how he wished it, its sequel was on par with it. He says, I like Secret of the Ooze, but I got back to what co-creator Peter Laird and I had an issue with back in the day, which was you don't need to make it more like the cartoon because it's such a great balance of having both but they really felt the need to make it more like the cartoon cut down on those weapons, cut down this up the humor. Eastman explained, we pushed hard for bebop and Rocksteady to be brought in because we really, because it was really popular, you know, originally inspired by the role-playing game in the cartoon series. Eastman continued when we said, well, you know, the turtles universe is expanding, but it was just, it was done too fast. They wanted to get to the box office within a year. And I think another year, it could have been even cooler. So basically, He's saying that's why there's so many flaws with Secret of the Use compared to the first one because the, the first one is genuinely looked upon as the best Turtles film out of anyone ever made. Um, and you kind of get an explanation of why everyone says, why not Bebop and Rocksteady? Why Toka and Razor? Well, there you go. You found out that they were they were pushing hard to get it into the theaters within a year of releasing the first one due to the popularity. So... I'd hate to what he says about the newest one that had come out a number of years back. Oh, the um, Michael Bay one? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he's wiped that from his mind. With a turtle cock? <laughs> With a big old turtle cock, yes. <laughs> he's got the accessories and he's allowed to put different colored masks on it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What do we got next? Uh, coming up next, we got Marvel is taking things back to the 90s with a new series of variant coverage celebrating Chris Claremont's uh, upcoming Extreme X-Men series. Dude, I love this cover. Have you seen any of the other ones? Uh-uh. I just saw this one on Instagram today. Uh, I like it. Like, I think it's... I can't remember who drew it now. It's uh, Ryan, it's Ryan Stegman. Stegman. That's right. Yeah. That's a dope cover too. If it came out this week, I was going to put it on the best cover of the week. No, it, it hasn't come out yet. Here, I'll, I'll share some of the other ones here. Uh-uh. I'm going to have to pack up real quick and switch to my car. <laughs> Getting chewed up alive. So, I mean, are you, uh, is this with the continuing story or is this going to be a separate Spidey story? What? Uh, this, well, the, so it's just, these are just variant covers. So, um, each issue of Extreme, X, the new Extreme X Men is going to have a different, uh, homage or variant cover for it. So they've got the, the Spider Man one there. You've got the Avengers 62 Extreme Marvel variant cover. Uh, with Thor, ladies, uh, looks like Thor, Phoenix, and um, Submariner. Or not Thor. Why did I say Thor? Blade. Jesus, Matt. Um, <laughs> Captain America 
That's actually That's pretty dope. Captain America. Sentinel of Liberty number six. Extreme X-Men cover. Uh, we got Captain America, Symbol of Truth, Falcon one. Then we've got Captain Marvel cover. A Carnage cover. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Rob oh. Liefeld Deadpool. Yes, sir. Like it's the same Deadpool he's used on like the last five books he's drawn for. With his massively tiny arm. <laughs> I'm glad to see Liefeld still hasn't learned how to draw guns. Never. Let's make these huge, blocky, futuristic, dumb guns. And his massive cankle. Well, actually, that's a massive calf with an elongated ankle. Well, with a calf that big, you have to have an elongated ankle. I mean, there's yeah. just no buts about it. Like I, I, I literally feel like every Deadpool cover he's done in the last five years has been this exact pose: gun in the air, sword, and he's jumping. So that's for Deadpool number one. The next one will be the left leg will be up, and the right leg will be <laughs> right. Fantastic Four number one. Yuck. Ah, uh, Ghost Rider. That one's pretty cool. Number eight, and then Marauders number eight. Meh. Moon Knight's number 17. That's pretty dope looking. Uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah, I can live without it. Looking a little Gambit-ish. Uh, Spider-Man number two. That's not very good. Strange Academy Finals number two. Thanos, that's a cool cover. Thanos Death Note number one. Seems like Thanos is kind of like the Joker in a way. It's like it's a muse. People just like get inspiration. Yeah. And then and that's and it. That's it. That's nice. It. So far, there's two covers, three covers. I would really like to get. They kind of stand out above the rest. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> So the the variant cover the uh, variant series covers kick off November second, um, so be on the lookout for all of those come November. Nice. And then oh, IDW Publishing has announced that the hardcover collection for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin has officially landed on the New York Times bestsellers list and has officially sold out of its initial print run. According to the publisher, the initial print run of the hardcover, 60,000 units print run and sold out within first six weeks of release. Fans who didn't manage to get a copy, however, will be in luck as an additional 100,000 units have been ordered and will be released in mid-September. When the series first premiered in October of 2020, it would lead to over 840,000 units of the individual comics being sold. Are they using that that hive cover? No. No, no, no. I just picked that one because it's one of my favorite last run on covers. Shout out to the Hive guy coming out of that badass cover. Yes, sir. That's the Hive comic variant right there? Of yeah. of uh, issue one, yeah. Yeah, that's dope. So it was a two, they had this one and then they had a black and white version with red, like, blood splattered all over the background, which is phenomenal. Are those hard that- to get? Oh, yeah. They go for they- what, like, probably two, three hundred bucks on eBay now? I don't even know what they're going for. I know that's how I found Hive was because of this cover. This is how I discovered Hive Comics. And I was, I remember seeing this cover and going, holy shit, sending it to everybody. Look at this fucking cover. Ordered that shit right away. I was, and now we're friends with the Hive guys. So they're still coming out with killer covers. So shout out to them. And they're located in Odessa, Texas, of oh. all places. Is is Hive Comics? I checked out their website. I think they're in Odessa, Texas. Salt Lake City. They're in Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay, so a different one. Let's check this out. Yeah, they're in uh, James and Jonathan. I think James actually just moved, but they're they're originally from Salt Lake. Moving, right on. I thought he said, yeah, wasn't he moving to like Tennessee or North Carolina or something like that? Yeah, he just got a house out there in like North or South, one of the Carolinas. He just, uh, I think he just, him and his wife just found their house, just bought it actually. 
So hell yeah. Yeah, if you go to hive-comics.com. Got you it. Be, you should see all their cool covers that they've got. Yeah, man, I'm browsing it right now. They've got some really nice comics. Some covers. I'm trying to see what the other... last one sold for, but. Cool cover. Sold I got it on my wall at home. Because it's, uh, it's that dope of a cover. You've got this one on your wall at home? Yeah. You send it off to get it graded? No. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got that one in the black and white one, but I haven't gotten it graded either. Someone's got a 9.9 up for 500 bucks of this cover. Oh. Um the black and white last sold uh it was 119 or best offer they accepted a best offer sold on June 16th. So it looks like people are keeping these in their collections. Yeah, most of the ones that are selling are their number their number five uh Stan Yank high cover variant. That's what the most of these are. these ones are looks like they're pretty scarce. People aren't moving on these. But and I just got so inundated with covers. Yeah. It's a super dope cover though. It's probably one of my favorite comic covers. Like if we did a top five, this would probably yeah, it'd be right up there. This would probably be two or one. There's a lot of super dope last Ronin covers though. Yeah. Out there, but but this one just caught me. I mean when I just saw this one, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I was like I was like completely floored and I was like, oh yeah. yes, do it. We got any more news, Matt? Fuck. Uh next up we got numerous Marvel first appearances, comics selling for over six figures. Uh, within the last 60 days, Amer- Amazing Fantasy 15, CGC 7.5, sold for 198K. Uh, Fantastic Four number one, CGC 8.5, sold for 228K. X-Men number one, CGC 9.0, sold for 156K. Um, as per the CGC Comics census, here's some other famous Marvel books that just sold for high values recently. Um, Journey into Mystery 85. Sold a 9.4, sold for 78k. Incredible Hulk 1, uh, 7.0, sold for 72k. An Incredible Hulk, uh, 6.0, number one, sold for 55,200. Tales of Suspense 39 with 8.5, sold for 55,200. Daredevil, Daredevil number one, graded 9.0, sold for 30,000. And then a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one graded CGC 9.4 with a signature series label sold for $30,000. I bought that one because I knew that the world is ending in seven years. So I figured to make some investments. That's what you got to do. Might as well go out with all my favorite comics. Right. Buried and buried with you. You're just going to huddle next to them while the world's ending. Inside my restoring car. So it's just going to be army and then piles of comics and then <laughs> what's going in the ground. There you go. With clutching Amazing Spider-Man 129, huh? Yes. Clutching. <laughs> then someone could pry it literally from my cold dead fingers. There you go. Is that it for news? <laughs> BK said, I picked up that, that FF with some spare change I had laying around. Yeah, that's, a, that's, you know, you just lift up your couch cushions and there's the money for it. Easy peasy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy, right? Yeah, for sure. So let's go ahead and we're going to get into talking about uh, She-Hulk episode one. Oh, hold on. Did I, what did you think about Let me pay my bumper, damn it. I worked hard on him. <laughs> I did it on purpose because I was hoping <laughs> to start talking you're going to cut him off. <laughs> no. 
I this is a series that I have not started watching yet, and I know there's a lot of information out there on it, and I've tried to avoid it, but now I'm ready for any spoilers that come my way because I will watch it. Matt, what did you think of episode one? I actually really liked it. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by what they gave us. I was expecting something different. Uh, I kind of like the the Ally McBeal approach they're taking with it. I like the start with the breaking the fourth wall. Um, I like. I'm okay with how they explained how she becomes a Hulk. Um, I liked the the Captain America talk, and I like you f- that it was a little bit more adult because they're focusing on like Captain America's sex life, and I I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to to episode two. Aaron enjoyed it as well, so that's a I think that's a good knock for waiting for episode two. I I mean I just found it lighthearted. It yeah. was it like it I think what I liked so much about it was just the the butting of the heads of uh with with Bruce. Mm-hmm. I uh, you know what I mean? Like it, it's just so funny, like he has this his this full like manuscript of everything he's ever done. She's like, Oh, I can already do that. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Which at first you're kinda like like Sam and I were talking about and he was like, Well that kinda do you think that his thing was it kind of goes against like that struggle that Bruce had with being the Hulk. Like she just goes, I don't, I'm not going through any of that. I can control it already. I'm good. I'm learning everything in a matter of seconds. Like, do you think that goes against like that buildup of like that true turmoil that Bruce had, that he had to go through like forever battling him being the Hulk? I don't know if it goes against it, but I think like it's very much that like different people handle different things differently. So it's, I think it was very much on that. Um, like who was just, Joe's Doolin just said, I enjoyed it, but I don't like how easily she mastered everything made Bruce look lesser. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what's getting at too. I don't know if it makes him look lesser though, but like it, but we do do everything better. Yeah, but it almost made me feel like maybe there's that there's always been that internal struggle with Bruce that he's had before he was even the Hulk, and like something happened where he's got that internal struggle, and she might not have that, so that's why the when he became the Hulk, the Hulk kind of that manifested into the Hulk and took over. That's why he's kind of got that like somebody at the wheel mentality that she doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I that didn't really bother me. Like, I I don't know. It just it made it feel like all right. Well, we're getting you through. And the show is very self aware, I think, too, because like right at the beginning, she's like, "You're not going to pay attention to this lawyer show when you're sitting there wondering how I became the Hulk." Or a Hulk. So they just kind of like quickly went through it. You got the little training montage, and it just set you up where it gives you a spot to, to kind of pick up and now you're going to pay attention to what they want you to pay attention to and what they want the show to be about. I don't know how without selling anybody, how she got that much time work off work. Okayed. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's a lawyer. She can afford it. Yeah. But you still, you take that much time off work. You know, you think they'd be letting you go. I was in a car accident and I need to recover. But They kind of brushed over that. Like, cause I mean, I mean, they made it look like she was out there for two days, but like, I'm sure she was out there longer. Yeah. So, so just the first episode is out right now on Disney Plus, correct? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check it out when we get off here. I mean, uh, it's what? It's a quick watch. It's right. Yeah, it's, actually, it's pretty it actually quick. goes real quick because it's actually paced really well. So it kind of just you know you're not. It's not too long. It was like the perfect. The only part that was bummer with me is. Uh, what's her name is so hot and they only gave her like three seconds of screen time she didn't even talk oh Giselle um, Jamila Giselle oh she's so hot yeah she just shows up and gets bounced out gets a guest Hartman says it wasn't said by Kevin Feige women can handle Hulk because they can put very annoying with feelings (laughs) Joe's Doolin says people look at I don't like Ray and Star Wars. Instantly awesome. Heroes have a struggle. Tony, Steve, Bruce, Thor. But I guess we're going to see her struggle of trying to 
be a lawyer and still like it, and, you know, and Bruce is kind of right. You know, she's a, she's a superhero now in a sense. So she's going to have to have that battle. So we haven't really seen her deal with anything yet. Well, I think that, yeah. And I think that struggle is going to be her maintaining her professional and personal life versus now the responsibilities that people are going to bestow upon her because she has to, like Bruce tries to do and bestow those responsibilities on her because she has powers now. You know, the other thing I thought of during this episode too was, okay, yeah, he made it clear that Tony had given him that house in Mexico and stuff. How does he pay the electric bill? <laughs> right. He's a, like, he's a superhero, man. Like you don't work. He made that clear. Like, cause he was telling her she can't go back to work. Like, does it does he have a GoFundMe? Like, how does he like? That was a lot of booze they drank, dude. That's a lot of money. A charitable donation was made in your your honor by the the Stark Foundation, or maybe he, it's all like solar paneled, so he doesn't have to have, pay for electricity. Booze, the booze scene. I mean, oh, the booze scene. Yeah. How much booze did they drink? That I mean, lots of booze. He's got to buy food. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Zaggy, Zaggy says he has an arc, and Tony made a di- arc reactor. So, so, and then TK says everyone in Mexico steals power. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I just, that's just that's just what uh, came to mind. And I like that it let us know that Captain America fucks, and that he lost his virginity during um, in the USO tour. So, yes. Well, he's done but, it at least. And I like the callback too to Thor Ragnarok with the Sakarian ship that shows up. They almost hit and they crash when they crash into the the woods, and Hulk just brush and Banner just brushes over that. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to deal with that." But I mean, overall, I thought it was a good episode. I, I'm, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was. I, I thought this was yeah. gonna be, uh. <laughs> I just saw that last comment. Um, I thought this was going to be like okay, <laughs> Zaggy. I mean, you could have an OnlyFans show as Big Green Bean. <laughs> I thought this was going to be something that was like, okay, I have to watch it. Going to talk about it, type of thing. And then after I watched it, I was like, oh, I really like this. So I'm actually glad that I I don't have to just suffer through to review it. Yeah, and I think. I think too, like we were saying that they they have Jamila Giselle. Or I don't can't pronounce her name Jamila Giselle or Titania dispatch so quick because I think this show is going to be more focused on her lawyering and focused on her doing that side of things versus um actually fighting supervillains. Oh, then that's going to tune me out. I think it's I don't want to more. Watch, I don't. I don't want to watch a three episode uh, court trial. Well, it's gonna be more, yeah, Law and Order than I think. I think it, that's just the feeling I get. That it's gonna be more Law and Order than it is superhero film, and I think the superheroing stuff is actually gonna be done by Daredevil, and that's kind of what his part is gonna play in it. But so he's gonna do all the work and he's gonna get the credit. Yep. Well, that sucks. I don't want to watch it anymore. Thanks for ruining it. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Hartman says they're going to do it with She-Hulk and their dicks are going to be like a microwaved hot dog. <laughs> Yikes. So I, I'm hoping what episode two is, it's it's more the buildup of why she crashed through the courtroom. Yeah. Oh, Titania. Because right now it's, it's pretty much for no reason. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm looking forward I mean, to episode two. Of the person that's on trial more than you know it wasn't directed at her i'm assuming it's whoever was on trial yeah thank you for agreeing matt (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) that's why i was brought on this show is just that was the one stipulation kyle's like look if we're gonna do a show you just got to agree with everything i say (laughs) i can be the yes man too yes that's I'm gonna told... get four more people on the show, and they're all just gonna nod their heads when I talk. Yep, we're all gonna get. I agree with Kyle T-shirts. Pete's making them right now. 
I agree with Kyle on anything he says on SNS. Yeah, I'll take I'll take one in purple. Perfect. One in purple. <laughs> we'll have you blowing a kiss. <laughs> All right. All right, let's do some comic book reviews. Shall we? Let's do it. Maybe Stumbling Jedi can talk for now. Let's talk a little uh, Batman One Bad Day, The Riddler Number One by Tom King. Holy fuck, I didn't... Like, it was good, but I was like, this fucking book not gonna end. Exactly. Like, holy shit. I took a nap in the middle of it. I, like, laid it down, put my head down, took a little, took a little rest. Took a little fuck. siesta. Your little siesta. That was my only thing with it, is it kind of, like, it, it, it reminded me of, like, one of the old HBO shows. It was, it was, it, it kind of dragged on. It gave you little points of, ooh, I need to keep reading, and then it would drag on. And then overall, when it was done, you were like, this, is, this, was, this was great. And I think this was Tom King being Tom King. <laughs> yeah, so this, it was very much reminiscent of Killing Joke, if you haven't picked it up. It's very, um, follows the same format, but it, it kind of ups the ante a little bit. You see a lot of Riddler's childhood and kind of what he went through in school with his dad being a headmaster and how he had to be the best at everything that he did. And even if he got one question wrong, but still got an A, it wasn't good enough for his father. So you kind of see that. What's that? He spanked him at school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) You kind of get that feeling that his mom's like a whore. She was just some whore that his dad was (laughs) banging out. Pretty much blatantly said it. (laughs) I know. Um, but I kind of like it, it upped the game as far as the Riddler. Like it took the Riddler to new heights because instead of being that, that character that's just a joke, it, it unleashes his more sadistic side a little bit. And he it comes out and says that he's the one that gave the Joker the information about Gordon and Barbara being home. And the, when he comes and shoots her in the killing joke that he he followed him and he gave that information to the joker the joker did with it as he pleased um and he kind of tips his hand that he's been watching batman the entire time he knows about all of his robins he knows all about him being bruce wayne he knows about his son and he he like creepy watched him sleep yeah he would he would he says that he would go into his mansion and stand there while he slept and like just very much so upped the ante and upped the game. Um, and he uses it against Batman. He kind of gets that that one up on Batman to where nobody's touching him. Like he's going around killing all these people and, and doing all this stuff. And he it starts off with him killing just this random dude. He's got no contact with, connection with him, nothing. And it starts out with him just murdering this dude. And he basically says later on that he did it because he can. And that the longer Batman messes with him, and gets in his way, he's just going to start killing random people so that all these deaths are going to be on, on Batman's head. And I like it ended very much reminiscent to killing joke where, you know, Joker's in, in the rain in the puddle and then it goes black. And then this one, like Riddler's looking in a mirror, getting ready. And then Batman appears behind him, And then it just goes, the, the last four panels are just black. So. It kind of reminded me of a uh, Batman reptilian. I think it was issue one when he was going, when Batman shows up in the gangster's dreams, I believe I don't know if it was his dreams or whatever, but Batman's always lurking in the shadows at the end of the episode or the end of the, the issue. Batman knows. He knows oh. he's like the shadow, but better. But I thought it was a good read. Like I was like, Oh man, like this is definitely, I could definitely see this being the the like I said the jo- the Riddler's version of the Killing Joke, where it gets referred to down the line more and more, kind of like Killing Joke has. Uh, Kyle's the one that told me that, and I didn't know that One Bad Day is going to have a bunch of villain variants. So it's like Riddler, and then they're going to do Two Face and Penguin, and so there's going to be a lot of these one shots yeah. coming. They're putting one out a month, so. 
all the way till March. I think the penguin one, the penguin one sounds interesting. Like I, I think that could be really well done. When's and that now, one? Uh, I don't know when that one comes out. I think that's actually the next one. So it would probably be September. But, and I think they're all different writers too, right, Kyle? And Tom King's not writing each one of them, is he? I don't think so. I mean, Tom King did well on this one. He, But like I said, it was like, oh my God, it's not done yet. <laughs> like you think it's kind of wrapping up and you're just like, oh. Uh, because I read it online, I didn't buy it, so I didn't know it was like 48 pages or 60 pages or whatever the hell it was. 60 pages of great, let's say 64 pages of greatness or something like that. Oh man, I was like, so I remember I was, I was reading and I'd scroll up. I'm like, holy fuck, I'm at page 44. What the hell is going on? Yes, October 18th is when the, the penguin comes out. Is that the next one or what's look at this guy we need to get this guy in every week he can be our jamie like if you watch joe rogan our stumbling can be our guy behind the scenes that just researches everything yeah i'll just sit over here be quiet and look stuff up there you go so it's worth picking up pick it up read it what do we got next uh the next book we have this week is daredevil 650 did you read this or devil 2 or daredevil 2 did you read this, Kyle? I did. What did you think of it? I, it's good. They're they're kind of changing Matt Murdock's story a little bit, but I think overall, I think I I really like what Chip's doing with with Daredevil, and they're making Goldie kind of a very interesting character. Like he's he's got this godlike status that he's deemed himself, and he's the reason daredevil is who he is he's he's the puppet master behind it yeah very much manipulating his his history yes and you know i thought that was kind of it's it's kind of a cool angle like ever since college he's been like molding and and pushing daredevil in a matt murdoch in a direction and i just i just found that kind of interesting like he's you know, he's killing and doing all this stuff to make Matt Murdock be Daredevil and continue his Daredevil and make Daredevil better. Like, I just, I, I, I like the puppet, the puppet master. You know, he's, he's got, he's the strings behind the scenes. Yeah. But it, I mean, at the same point, I'm getting very, this book kind of gave me like Tom King run Batman vibes when, they announced that him and Electra are engaged and they're going to be getting married and, and everything like that. And in this issue, it was that kind of threw me off a little bit. I'm not quite sure how I feel about that, but like you said, Zadarsky is doing a, a fantastic job on this book. Um, and Goldie is very interesting in the, just the way it shows how he's manipulated some of the bigger events in Daredevil's life and, and everything up to this point. So it was definitely a good read. Um, the first two issues of this new Daredevil run have been really, really good. Oh my god! I've been chewed alive by mosquitoes. My whole body is. Uh, uh, Joe's Doolin said, "I like legacy numbering, but the way I've now made it a cash grab for milestone legacy than milestone current numbering." Yeah, yeah, I can kind of see that, but but that's all we got for comic book reviews this week. Just two books. Moving on to the worst comic slash best comic. Of the week. Let me quick. Where's comic of the week this week? Or well, cover, I should say. It's brought to you by <laughs> the Flash 785. Terrible. That is a terrible cover. There's a lot going on. I don't like. I haven't been catching up on or current on Flash, so I don't know if this actually has something to do with the story or something. But like the smoke coming out of his eyes and the the weird leg and arm. I don't know. It's it's just I'm just not vibing with it. 
And if this is the B cover, I'd be pissed. Yeah, that is. I believe that is the B cover. The five. Yeah, it is. It's the five ninety nine cover, or four ninety nine. So five dollars. Yeah. Pissed. Yeah, it, I don't even want to call. I don't even know what you would call that, but it's it. I like how it's the head looks good and like the lightning bolt and stuff hitting the side of his head, but then you get into this, this long flat arm and the just weird abstract oblong legs and yeah, I don't. It almost looks like he's like splitting worlds kind of because it looks like old time versus current in the way the cars are and it's just it's just a bad cover like you expect better art like i would expect like the the a cover maybe to be bad but the fact that this is a b cover yeah i'm not cool with it so but (laughs) joe's joe's doolin said that cover was azratastic ezra azratastic yes azra 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 Um, but moving on to our best cover of the week. I like this cover. It was between the, it's both Daredevil covers, honestly. It's the A and B for Daredevil 2. I loved the 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 B cover. Like where he's where he's got his sword and he's he's fighting the, the Yeah, the that one. Yeah, that one. I love that cover. I just I just think that cover's badass. Looks like he's he's fucking in some shit right now. Yeah, that is badass. But I also like the this variant too, where he's leaping off the building and kind of looking at the woman. Well, I mean, not really looking at the woman, but looking at the woman <laughs> showering in the window. That's a great cover. Dude's a peeping tom, <laughs> right? Daredevil's a creeper. Yeah. What do you mean? I have no sense of style. <laughs> You're crazy. A creeper, you can't even see her. So those are our covers of the week. And that's it. That's all we got. That's it. That's short. Yeah, an uh, hour in. I will say that was it last week on this show or was it on AGP? It had to have been on this show when you guys were talking about Samurai, Samurai Doggy. Doggy. Oh yep. yeah. Bro, I picked this up off your guys' recommendation. I was like What's the worst that's gonna happen? It's a good story. Yeah, super it, good. It, it, yeah, <laughs> super duper good. Yeah, man. I picked that up, and then I had to get this dumbass cover today. Man, is all they had left, and I'm stuck looking at this. Which one is that? Batman twenty six. Yeah. Fuck my life, dude. With this cover, the guy at the front kind of giggled at me too. I was like, I guess I'm stuck with this one. He's like, that's all we got. Well, you saw that oh. night cover. Yes. Him in the pool fucking ripped. They look so silly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Bat dad at the beach. <laughs> hey, that's going to be you, man. And then, yeah. One day. Dad, dad. I'll never get that ripped. Never know, man. Never Bat know. <laughs> Bat wang for life. Um. So, yeah, that's going to be it it this week we'll have to have stumbling on again when we have a normal length show um because i feel bad <laughs> but it, it was a good cut your teeth show yeah yeah man i enjoyed it thank you for having me on you guys have provided me quality entertainment for several years so it's my pleasure so I'm we're honored. gonna um we're gonna end it early tonight because kyle's got to get to his ghost hunt kyle and sam we'll be back next saturday normal time normal length show ready to roll but in the meantime, we do have two giveaways tonight. Um, so we're going to put them up on social media as well. But the way they go, get away, the giveaways are going to work is just, just gotta make sure that you are subscribed to both the Absolute Geek channel and um, Renovision. Uh, leave us a comment down below what comic book series you'd like to see us review more or take a deep dive in the comments in either social media or our uh, YouTube pages. and. We're going to pick two winners. One of them will win an Aftershock Ambassador exclusive of Samurai Doggy. Yeah. Those are hard to find. They're only two per store, and the store has to participate. Um, they have to be an Aftershock partner store. Um, so it's they're very uh, hard to come by. 
I think they're going for like 40, 35, 40 bucks on eBay right now. So you can win that. And also we have a Batman one bad day, the Riddler Tom King uh, variant signed by the artist uh, Mitch Gerbs that I picked up today. He was doing a signing at a shop I went to. So Damn. Both the, one of those will be given away to two lucky people. So yeah, just got to make sure you subscribe to both chan- channels and comment below what comic book series you'd like to see us review or you would like to see us deep dive on. And uh, yeah, those will be going to a good home. So And we would like to start doing top fives again, like we did on old school MCM. So if you guys got any cool ideas for top fives, you can get with me at Kyle6479 on Instagram. You can message the Absolute Geek Instagram for cool ideas. And uh, for every cool one, I'll do a giveaway. For every cool top five that we decide to go with, whoever gave me that top five idea, I'll send you something cool. All kinds of giveaways. We're just like Oprah on this show, and you get a car, and you get a car, car, and you get a car. But. Don't forget at Stumbling Jedi on Instagrams, uh, send me dick pics, and I will rate them one through ten. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. You mean it's not something you want to put on the internet because you're going to get <laughs> just flooded with them now. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you were just going to get flooded with them now. Yes. But all right, well that'll be for this week's episode of Saturday Night Special. It was a quick one. Glad everyone who showed up. All of you in the chat. Um, we love your faces, and we'll see you guys next. Wait, hold on. Sam wants to oh. say bye. Oh, Sam wants to say bye. You guys are going to freaking love this investigation when we get it up on Threshold. You guys need to check it out. This is going to be awesome. Good so, luck, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Good. Catch us. Uh, we got Can't wait to-, to hear all about your ghost hunting next week. Pottery making, you mean? Yeah, pottery making. (laughs) Yes, sir. And on that note, 